So today we're going to finish our series on God's covenants. And in these final four weeks, the four weeks of Advent, we've been looking at the best covenant. It's our covenant. It's the covenant that Jesus came to initiate with humanity. He called it, and it is called the new covenant. And um, we have found that it is, as the writer of Hebrews says, superior to all other covenants. And we've, we've taken a look in this Advent season at the fact that the new covenant is transforming. Whereas all the other covenants of God with man were helping them understand their need for a Savior, this covenant provided a Savior, but also helped to transform people so that they were able to, give, to be able to obey God and to be in community and in harmony with God. And so we took a look at the fact that the new covenant is also personal, that if it was in paper, this covenant, there would be a place for God to sign, and then there would be a place for you to sign with your name. It's a personal covenant. It's something that's not just for a, a, a race of people or a nation. It is for every individual. And then finally, you would find that yours is not the only paper covenant that's signed. In fact, there's one for everyone. Everyone in the world has the opportunity to sign this covenant with God, to enter into it because it's inclusive. And so today we're going to just finish off our looking at the new covenant by considering the fact that the new covenant, like, unlike the other covenants which were limited, is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Now this time of year, um, you hear that, comment, that, 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 that statement quite a bit. Oh, it's perfect. Maybe, hopefully, Christmas morning, some of you will be able to express it's perfect in relation to a gift that you received. All right? Or perhaps you sit down to a meal and enjoy a meal, and you might say, oh, that was perfect. Or perhaps you've had uh, experiences where you can say, that was a perfect experience. The idea is that nothing can be added to it to make it better, and if you took anything away from it, it wouldn't be perfect anymore. That it's perfect as it is. And the new covenant is perfect in all of its ways. Um, we're going to take a look at how it is perfect this morning. The new covenant is perfect in its completeness. In its completeness. Um, the new covenant does not need any further involvement by God in the sense that he doesn't need to have another covenant, covenant with man. Because the new covenant is the new covenant initiated by Christ, it is absolutely complete. Um, if you remember the words of Jesus, when he talked about the old covenant and what his role was uh, as bringing the new covenant, he said these words, in Matthew 5, we read them. 
Don't think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have come to not to abolish them, but to fulfill them, to complete them, in other words. And so the new covenant is complete in Christ and in, uh, because of what Christ has done. If, if, if you remember the words um, that we read, the next slide, uh, Ken, from 1 Corinthians. No matter, that was it. No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So the new covenant, um, after being given through Christ, should be finalized with a resounding amen. We say amen at the end of our prayers. It's kind of the final thing that's said to say, so be it. So be it. And so it is, the new covenant is complete. It is final and it is uh, fulfilled, fulfills all the other covenants. Think about this just for a second. We've taken a look at uh, all kinds of covenants that God made with, with humanity, starting with Adam and, and going to Noah and, and then with Abraham and, and Moses and David. And all of them were incomplete covenants. They all suggested something in the future, that there would be more to come. But that's not the case with the new covenant. It is complete. It is the final word. It is the final arrangement that God has made with humanity. It is perfect. It is complete. I think that this is why Jesus' final words on the cross were, it is finished. It's finished. It's done. It's complete. And so this is the final covenant that God provides. And it is perfect. So, the other thing that's kind of interesting is that nothing can be added to this new covenant. Um, I don't know if you know this, or, uh, even, even if I've said this before, but you know, you got your new covenant, you've got your Old Testament and your New Testament. Well, actually, the word testament is just another word for covenant. So you've got old covenant and new covenant, right? And so the very final words of the new covenant, or the new testament, are recorded in Revelation 22. Look at to what look at look at to what um, John wrote, or what he wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said through John, as recorded in Revelation, "Look, I am coming soon." My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. It's finished. It's complete. It's perfectly complete. And then he says, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds to it, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from the scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in the scroll. He who testifies to these things says, I am coming soon. So the new covenant, it's very clear. Christ said, don't be messing with it. <laughs> don't take from it. Don't add to it. It is finished. It is complete. It is perfect. 
And so you do see people adding to it, don't you? And you do see people taking away from it. But it is perfect as it is. And Jesus was very clear. He did not want anyone adding to the new covenant or taking away from it. It is complete. So, it is perfect in its completeness. Secondly, the new covenant is perfect in its effectiveness. Now by that, this this is what I mean by that. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming. So we know that the old covenant was just sort of a shadow of that which was going to be made real, which was going to be the best. It's not the reality themselves. For this reason, it can never by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year make perfect those who draw near to worship. And so, as far as effectiveness is concerned, the old covenant is ineffective because it's just a shadow. It's it's not the real thing. And it could never make people perfect. But the new covenant, that's exactly what it does. It makes you perfect in a relationship to God. Now, looking around, and I know some of you are perfect. And you're looking up here, and you're saying, yeah, back at you, buddy. <laughs> We're not perfect in the sense of our behavior, but we are perfectly, perfectly right with God. We are in perfect relationship with God. We... There aren't any issues as far as whether we are a child of God or not. We are children of God. We have a perfect relationship with God. And so the old covenant was not able to do that, but the new covenant is able to do it. Thirdly, the new covenant is perfect in its execution. Canada's sweethearts are Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore. Of course. <laughs> right, they really are, right? And when they would finish one of their routines on the ice, I mean, it was not uncommon for someone to say, that was beautifully executed. What amazing execution. And that's the idea that, that, that I believe... Um, well, what I want us to get about the new covenant, that the execution of the new covenant is perfect. And actually, the, the, the new covenant or the New Testament writes about, or the New Testament writer of Hebrews writes about this very thing. He says that everything related to the new covenant is perfect. So let me just close. I'm going to give you four ways that the execution is perfect. First of all, the new covenant is executed by a perfect advocate. I'll explain that. Secondly, the new covenant is executed in a perfect context. Thirdly, the new covenant is executed by a perfect sacrifice And then finally, the new covenant is executed in such a way that it brings about a perfect result. The writer of Hebrews is so clear on this. It's just one of the emphases that he has for uh, pointing out the preeminence 
of the new covenant. Let's take a look at what he says. Hebrews 7.28 For the law appoints as high priests men in all their weaknesses, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son, who was made perfect forever. And we know that Jesus was without sin. He was perfect. And so he is the one. He's the mediator. He is the one bringing, executing the new covenant. And he himself was perfect. Secondly, the context is perfect. We read again in Hebrews 9.11, But when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands, that is to say, not part of the creation. So what's the perfect tabernacle? Well, later on he writes, For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Remember how we looked at the tabernacle. We talked about the role of the high priest in the Old Covenant. And how, actually, and, and this I didn't mention, but I'll mention now, not only was the high priest had to become purified, and sprinkle blood all over him so that he was purified before God, he had to also purify the, the tabernacle. So, as I said, it's a, it was a bloody mess. It, literally, that blood was being sprinkled on everything as a means of purifying before God the tabernacle. When Jesus did his sacrifice, once and for all, he did it in the perfect tabernacle. He did it in the perfect place. He did it in heaven. So he, the transaction was sealed in that perfect context, which was heaven. So we have a perfect advocate who is working within the perfect context to bring about um, the new covenant. <coughs> and finally, we have these words in Hebrews 10. The new covenant was realized by a perfect sacrifice and was perfectly effective in making us perfect. Hebrews 10 says this, Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, and you could very well put in one perfect sacrifice, because it was the only one required, by one sacrifice... He made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Those who are being made holy. That's that process of sanctification, taking you from the way you are, imperfect in the sense of your behavior, okay? Making you holy, making you more like Christ. But you are perfect before God in the sense of there is no barrier between you and God. Christ has removed that barrier for you. And so there you have it, that the new covenant is perfect because in perfection, in its execution, because it was mediated by a perfect advocate in a perfect context, by a perfect sacrifice, and it makes us perfect. Nothing can be added to it, nothing can be taken away from it. It's perfect, just the way it is. And so this is the season of gift-giving. 
The whole message of Christmas is the perfect gift that God has given each one of us. He's given you absolution, a second chance. He has given you redemption. He has given you atonement. Your debt has been paid in full. Maybe that's the one analogy that we can most relate to in our debt-laden society. Our debt has been paid in full. Our debt to God has been paid in full by Jesus Christ. We were blind, but now we can see. We were slaves, and now we're free. We were enemies of God, and now we're children of God. This is the gift of Christmas. This is the gift of the new covenant. This is the new covenant. It's perfect. There's nothing that can be added or taken away. And actually, there's very strict warnings and revelations not to. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. It is perfect. But you know what? It will end. The new covenant will come to an end. And that is when Christ returns. When Christ returns... There's just an eternal state of bliss and oneness with God, being with God for eternity. But not unless you enter into that covenant with God. And as I said, it's, it's a personal relationship that you can have with Jesus Christ if you enter into that covenant by just saying, I accept your gift, I, I believe that what you came for, you accomplished. I believe that I need a Savior, and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus Christ is your perfect gift. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for how through time you have work so diligently and so faithfully to reach out to humanity. You're reaching out, we call, covenants that you made with us. And you started it immediately with humanity in the garden. And over the course of time, you've continually reached out giving opportunity for a relationship with you. And we know, as we have studied, all of that was pointing to the perfect covenant, where we would be, where there would no longer be a need for any other covenant. And that was the covenant that Jesus Christ initiated, that we would just, if only we would have faith in you, and what you've done for us. Uh, we could enter into a covenant that would last for eternity. And so, Lord, we thank you so much for your diligence, your patience with us, and we thank you for the wonderful gift that you've given to us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that during this season, we would not forget. We would not forget the meaning of Christmas, the value of the gift that we receive from you that exceeds any other gift. 
No other gift is even in the running. Help us to celebrate over these next few days and week. We thank you. Thank you for our perfect gift. Amen. God bless you all. Hopefully we'll see you uh, Christmas Eve. Um, you'll only service 7 to 8. Lots of beautiful music. And uh, yeah, it'll be good. Thanks for coming out.